Welcome back, as promised. That's Alison Kurz from Today FM. And we have, I can't believe I'm saying this, Billy D. Williams with me. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm great. So you started in Broadway on theatre and you went on to do many other productions once you got into film as well. And the reason why I should say we're talking is you have a brand new book, uh, which is a line from a very famous movie as well. Uh, what have we here? Portraits of a Life. When you went to Hollywood, when you left Harlem in New York and you got into Hollywood, what was it like? What was it like at that time? Like, when you first arrived and you were first looking to do this at that level in this career? Well, I started coming out here. I did my very first movie with one of the uh, America's great actors, Paul Muni. And uh, he was the original uh, Scarface. And uh, he played uh, Emil Zola. He played uh, Louis Pasteur um, back in those years. Uh, but he was a, he was blacklisted in this country uh, for a period of time. And when he, when he uh, was allowed to come back to America, uh, right after the McCarthy years, uh, when the the uh, communist purge. Um, he uh, his first movie was this movie, the the last angry man, and I was uh, Columbia Pictures did it, and I was cast as the uh, thug Udlum. And, uh, and I'm, uh, there's nothing about me that's a Udlum, uh, but uh, but I was pretty good at the interpretation, so they gave me the job. That was in 1958, and. Um, uh, it was a very interesting experience for me, especially in those years. California was uh, full of orange groves, you know, things of that nature, and uh, very, uh, very natural. So for me, it was a, uh, a revelation coming from the urban, the big city. I think, though, a lot of people kind of think back to that. It was such a golden age, and it was kind of a turning point in when maybe people in film became like pro, like a, they're always celebrities but people were became much more interested in their lives and you know your circle was quite big like you were involved like friends with a lot of people from you know Diana Ross to Muhammad Ali like it's just that's that must have been for you, a hard thing to include in the book in the sense that you're like, who do I include? I knew everybody. As far as Diana Ross and Mom, people like that, that came after. I came in that moment when this was uh, considered the golden age of Hollywood. At that time, as a young, I was about what, 20 years old at the time. Uh, it was interesting to see how a lot of these people out here, you know, when you go to the movies, you don't know anything about their personal lives. So you don't know how they day to day conduct their lives. Uh, so it was interesting to, you know, just to be out somewhere and see these wonderful, incredible people who've given so much pleasure to all of us to see them walking on the street, driving down the street, you know, in a, in a marketplace. So it was very interesting at that time. But I mean, a classic is a classic and it survived generations doesn't it movies like if it, it like people to this day will watch something like Casablanca or Wizard of Oz and go oh my god and get something from it so the classics stay relevant really well I remember uh, when I was doing the play on Broadway when I was doing the musical the Kurt Powell musical I remember we were having a rehearsal one day and um, Humphrey Bogart walked in uh, with uh, I think Warren McCall yeah with Warren McCall but anyway that was a real uh, treat for me as a child uh, to, to see, see them people. that's incredible I am of the generation the well I have to be honest, I was very, very young when the original Star Wars came out, um, but I'm a Star Wars kid, so I have a family WhatsApp group in Canada, and I was telling them that I was going to be speaking to you, and it's the most active our WhatsApp group has been in weeks, because <laughs> they love you as well. Well, thank you. So I want to go, if it's okay, I'm going to jump quite far ahead in the book, and what I really love is when you talk about getting the call from George Lucas, and you didn't, because Star Wars... The New Hope had already been out. You didn't 
You just said, I'm in. Is that true? You're just, that's all you need to know. George Lucas called you and you, you're like, I'm in. Yeah, well, you know, George uh, and uh, Spielberg and uh, Scorsese, Coppola, were all of these new, uh, young, new filmmakers who were changing the uh, the face of Hollywood mm. in film, in cinema. And um, so it, for me, it was an opportunity when I was asked to uh, play Lando. It was a real opportunity for me. And then when I heard the name Lando Calrissian, and Calrissian is a, an Armenian name, I said, I said, no, that's very interesting. I mean, kind of play around with that whole idea. And of course, when I saw the tape, I thought, well, this is Errol Flynn time. <laughs> But I love, Billy, this part of the book. You said you've envisioned what he was like in your head. He wasn't written black or white. He was beyond that. He was bigger than that. And he was straight from Dumas, like via Flash Gordon, like he was a star. And so you you thought very much long and hard before you even began filming this role, what he what he was. My life has been uh, an eclectic life. And uh, I see myself as the full spectrum of colors. I don't adhere to this point of view of one thing or the other. Uh, I find that uh, uninteresting. And, uh, and, you know, for me, whenever I develop a character, I'm thinking about the reality of the character, but I'm also thinking about... It's a kind of a tacit thing. Um, I, I'm thinking uh, bigger than life. That's that's always in my mind. And Billy as well, somebody who, as a young girl growing up, like Princess Leia was huge in, in our world because we hadn't really seen a female character pre-Princess Leia kicking ass, basically. And I love, 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 and this is on still in the same chapter um, where you talk about your first scene and, you know, where you're introduced as the character in Star Wars and how you meet her and just that she put you under a spell right away and that's how she operated. Oh, so what have we here? Welcome, I'm Lando Calrissian. I'm the administrator of this facility. And who might you be? Leia. Welcome, Leia. Because we were, as a generation, certainly of women, we were devastated when we got that news. Well, she had a wonderful energy. I mean, she was an adorable child, uh, but she really had a wonderful energy, so it was very easy for me. And as well, I suppose you talk a lot in the book about how people just kept coming up to you for the next however many years and getting mad at you for basically crossing Han Solo. But that yeah, right. you would go for dinner and people would come up to you. <laughs> Well, when I picked my daughter up from school, I didn't have the uh, kids out there accusing me of betraying Han Solo. And uh, so, and then I'd, I'd go on an airplane and I'd have the uh, stewardess, you know, the flight attendant, accusing me of, uh, of uh, betraying Han Solo. So after a while, I just uh, finally had to explain, which I, it always was always a puzzle uh, to find that people didn't understand the whole scenario. Um, I mean, the fact that uh, Lando was up against the whole situation with uh, Darth Vader, and and he was trying to hold on to his particular situation, and at the same time prevent the complete demise of uh, his buddy Han Solo and his friends. So eventually, I, I finally had to say to everybody, look, folks, this is just a movie. <laughs> you know, like, uh, did anybody die? Nobody died. <laughs> and it came good in Return of the Jedi anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it was general. <laughs> Quite interesting. <laughs> 
Billy, can you tell me as well, you ha- you've been to Ireland before and you have an Irish connection within your family. Oh, uh, yeah. My, my son-in-law is Irish. Uh, Liam Tui. You can't, I don't know if you can get more Irish than that. Uh, I have two beautiful uh, grandchildren. Uh, they're a real mixture. They've got everything. And then my wife is Japanese. So uh, they, it's a very interesting combination. It's a beautiful combination. Billy, thank you so, so much. The book is out on uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, what have we here? Portraits of a Life. And we're just scratching the surface. You have so much to tell in this book, and your early life is you know, fascinating. And I didn't want to make it just all about Star Wars. You're a gentleman, and thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Well, I certainly appreciate it. You have a blessed day. Thank you. What are you doing here? Ah, repairs. I thought you could help me out. What have you done to my ship? Your ship? Hey, remember, you lost her to me fair and square. And how you doing, Chewbacca? <laughs> You still hanging around with this loser? <laughs> Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today.